is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I'm Justin, joined by Jack, Tanner, and Brandon. Today, we appreciate you guys coming on again. Uh, you know, Tanner, I'm I'm tweeting out your, your first article right now, too. Uh, appreciate you boys start getting on the uh getting on the computer and start writing too. We're grinding, dog. Grinding. I uh I had like this grand plan of like this really cool like now's the time to take the next step type article. And then Harbaugh decided to kind of, you know, leverage his NFL opportunities for a new contract. So that's been on the back burner. So a little anticlimactic with the first piece, love Michael Barrett, but I didn't think my first article would be like a piece of news. Uh, I thought I'd maybe do a little longer form content, but glad to see Mikey back. Glad to see all the guys coming back. I'm sure we'll talk about that in the show, but um, yeah, really excited to get, get started and hit the ground running with the uh, writing part of this gig. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're blessed to have you boys. So, um, yeah, I need to pick it, up the slack there. What's that? I need to pick up the slack there on the writing. Yeah, you're the professional man with yeah, the experience. Look, so, I was doing the same thing. I texted Justin. I was like, Hey, I got some inspiration to write today. And I was like really about to do it. And then Harbaugh was like, Oh, hold on a second. It was a very similar, uh, trajectory uh, as you Tanner, but you I know, think we should probably hit, hit Harbaugh up and let him know, like, does he know, is he aware that this is like screwing our, are writing up maybe that would make him make a decision it's made it, right? i've been i've been off social media as a new year's resolution did something happen today no what is the last couple weeks oh okay yeah. you guys make it sound like it was something that happened today no no kind of kind of just holding steady at this point it seems like from the insider stuff like maybe getting close fingers crossed but still got a lot to work on i don't know i don't know where we're at with that can we talk I, to, can we talk about the like coordination of your outfit tanner sorry to i'm just i agree kind of yeah, an dog i mean so kind of an off yeah so you know 313 hoodie had some dick sporting goods gift cards had to use it uh one on the shop <laughs> by the it's way like dick sporting goods i don't know if they're trying to partner with us with some advertising money but i ordered this thing on friday it showed up on my door yesterday morning i don't wow. know if they have like a like a warehouse in southeast michigan but i would assume so incredible you have a store uh, in our Yes, and they didn't really have anything. I went there with the gift card, nothing. Uh, but yeah, I got this uh, lions colored tigers hat this this summer. Well, absolutely love it. You know what I'm you know what I'm all about. I mean, you know, you see this and you're like, yeah, that's not a lions hat, but it's a lions hat. So thank you. You're always very coordinated. I do like it. I do like it. Um, look good, feel good, play good. I do. I love the the lions tigers hat. You know what I mean? Like it's a nice crossover. Yeah, I had to have it. I had to have it. I like it. It's like that episode of Sweet Life where Hannah Montana came on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Crossover episode. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what you I'm saying? You also get a red on white one Disney, Disney for, the, for the wings, you know? That was uh, that was quite the reference there. That We're was, three minutes that. in and this has gone off the rails. I Yeah, that, this did not take yeah. long. I, I, all I, by my doing. All by my doing, which is just you, far for the course. If you had a Hannah Montana reference on your bingo card, you've already won. So the odds at that were, were not high, I'll be honest. Um, but but um, I'll try to – I'm going to bring us back. I'm going to bring us back here. Um, I'd say huge news in the past couple of days for Michigan. Like, I mean, 
essentially everyone's returning. I, you know, I don't know. The only person who hasn't announced that yet, I believe, is Cornelius. Um, he, Chris Jenkins, too. Chris Jenkins, yep. So he, it, I know for a fact, Chris Jenkins is still deciding. Um, he's been talking to some NFL agents, um, figuring some stuff out. So, um, I know he, everyone's like, wait, he announced that he was staying a few weeks back. Well, I think some things happened. He got better feedback from the NFL than I think that he was expecting after the season. So it was like, oh, I should probably explore these opportunities. So, um, we'll see. But I mean, Zinter back, Keegan back, Mike Barrett back. I, this is like I, Blake Corum back. Like, I, Brandon, you tweeted out we're like losing like eight percent of our production. Like Olu, obviously gigantic piece to lose, but you have all those other linemen back plus the addition of the transfers. Like this offense should be ridiculous. Yeah, they um for like I, I guess I went went off on that tangent. Was that last week or five <laughs> days ago? Whenever that was, the last stream we did when I went off the tangent before we dropped mine off. Yeah, and it, unintentionally, unintentionally. All right, um, but. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same story. It's just Michigan's getting so much back. But here's the thing. I mean, last year, the conversation in the offseason, the conversation before week one, and I mean, even the conversation for like the duration of the season, I would say, was that Michigan couldn't replace Hutch and Ojabo. And like, I understand that argument and the foundation of that argument, but that argument can't really be made going into this year. That's the biggest contrast. So not only are they returning more, they're also not losing the star power that they're losing in, in the little bit of what they're losing. I know Mike Morris uh, is, is was a big star uh, for Michigan. And, you know, I get that there's some impact guys leaving. Ryan Hayes was very good and a solid guy uh, year by year. Schoon, obviously, uh, a solid player as well. But they're not losing anything earth-shattering. They're not losing a Heisman finalist like Hutch. They're actually getting one back in Corum, who, as we can all agree, without an injury, I think everyone in the country can agree, if he wasn't injured, he'd be a Heisman finalist himself. So, um, yeah, I think that like the si- like it's so seismic what they're returning. Like I mean, it's the impact that's returning. And that's why I say, like, returning production. So they might not be returning the roster spots necessarily with some of the transfers like Andrell, like Taylor Upshaw. You know, I, I understand that, but it's the 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 impact that's coming at coming back. You're getting Corum, JJ Edwards. Your offensive line comes back with Zinner, who was probably I would say unarguably the best lineman on the team. Trevor Keegan before his injuries because he was beat up at the end of the year. Like I don't know if Very anyone much. knows that, but he was he so was fighting through some stuff. Actually, I don't think people knew this either, but Zach was too. Um, okay. Uh, everybody was like right. I, everyone I, is I, at I, that I, point, but still, like to, yeah, the, the level of play they had when they were healthy, not discrediting their level of play in the last couple of games, but when they're healthy, those those guys are like undeniable top 10 linemen in the draft this mm-hmm. year, you know? So I think next those are two guys who they, they could end up having like three linemen taken in the first three rounds next year behind the Arizona State with Tomlinson. Is that his last name? I got to get used Darius to it. Darius Henderson. Henderson, Jesus Christ. Which That's also, probably I'm, I'm – uh, I'm gonna humble brag, name drop here. I met, <laughs> met him the other day, and it, he is just maybe the nicest human being ever. Like I, it's really freaking incredible how like we continue to have just like good human beings come yeah. into this program. He's he's Fun. engaged in getting married in May. Like li- I was like, oh, who are you gonna live with? He's like, oh, I'm I'm living with my fiance here, and I'm like. Okay, yeah, you're like 24, so this makes sense. But still, like, I don't know, just like smiling, like so happy to be here. 
legitimately was like, just came in and was like so thankful for everything. He's like, I just am so happy to be here. I think I think that's the thing that's impressed me the most about the last two years and, and with the turnaround is the culture that Michigan built. I think there were some cracks early on in the Harbaugh era, um, a good portion of it, where you heard stories come out about guys not being fully committed, guys not being bought in. And then you turn around the last two years and you have this brotherhood, this culture that every football team really strives for. And I think the cool thing about the transfers is every time, I mean, that's not the first time I've heard that about a certain transfer. Like when the two guys from Indiana came in, the tight end and the quarterback, Tuttle and um, is it Barner? Barner, AJ Barner. Yeah. I heard, I, you know, I just saw on Twitter from um, Indiana's Mason Brew uh, Twitter account or uh, SB Nation, sorry, uh, Indiana's SB Nation Twitter account of just like a couple stories on those guys. Um, you know, I've, I've heard nothing but great things about Ernest Hausman coming in from Nebraska, his, his story and his upbringing. So I think the really awesome part about all these transfers coming in is that Michigan is continuing to find guys that fit the culture, that fit being a football player at Michigan. And I don't think there's – hopefully there's not going to be any sort of um, jeopardization of this culture that they've built over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. It's – in like, I feel that that's unheard of in this – in the year 2023 with NIL and the portal. For everywhere else in the country, it feels like it's like – you know, how much money do I get? Like where I'm just going for the highest bidder. Right. And like for them to, you know, obviously NIL is involved for sure. But I, I think that like to, to, I, I still think that Jim and this coaching staff is putting character and fit pretty high up there with talent on the list when they're looking at roster management. So um, you know, the, the one thing I will say though, too, like, all right, th- that's the, that's the good part. Um, the bad part is like this Harbaugh stuff, our recruiting is, is at a standstill. Right. <laughs> like it is, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's really frustrating to be honest. And so, um, it, it was, I, I just like, I said it on the last pod too. It's like, uh, we just need to, it just needs to happen. It needs, we, we need that announcement from Harbaugh to come right away. And um, I don't know. It would shock me, I guess, now that, like, all these guys are saying that they're coming back, it would shock me if Harbaugh wasn't here. Like, don't you guys agree with that? Like, that would be the weirdest twist yeah. of all time that, like, your entire team says, hey, I'm recommitted to this. I'm, we're going to go win a 2023 natty. And then Jim's like, deuces. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think everything we've seen like over the last couple of weeks, there was kind of like that point of panic where there was a lot of leaks coming out and the offer sheets and, and from the Broncos and then the, oh he's getting twenty million and he wants out because of Ward and Ward isn't going to do anything and they're just going to play chicken and this that and the other thing, um, and then you know Sansa puts out that tweet, everyone kind of calms down and. When it comes to this type of stuff, radio silence is the best thing, I think, right? Like, if there's radio silence in the NFL, reg- I mean, I guess if there's radio silence regarding your coach in the NFL, that's typically good because the NFL is, like, the the most vocal media rumor mill ever. Like, last year had legs to it because of the amount of people who carried that on for weeks until Harbaugh finally took that interview, whereas this kind of, like, has immediately died, and you can kind of tell – He's not leaving Michigan, even though places are at the very least like vetting it. 
And I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't want him. Maybe he just wants the leverage. Maybe the agency is just playing the smart game. And I don't know. I just know that I think he's going to end up staying because of just the recent trends and where this thing looks to be heading. Don't you? I, I mean, the Santa thing, I love it. First of all, like transferring to the fan base is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's, it's something that we've really never seen before ever um from michigan's administration so that was like the biggest breath of fresh air ever but also at the same time like all right this is that's good it's a good tweet to see it's good to hear that there's positive things going but like let's let's make it happen what what are we what are we what's the hold up here you know Mm -hmm. so um i don't know it's just it's a frustrating thing i think from every fan that like this is continuing to go on mid-january um when like again we should be celebrating the shit out of one of the best teams in program history right and so like you know i do you know what i i think too to um to bring it back to to these guys that are coming back like i actually truly believe that the sour taste in their mouth has a big piece of them coming back this is not like just nil money or like it was the best option for them like Every single guy I've talked to is like very visibly upset when you talk about the TCU game. And like, I think it eats at them and they're pretty pissed that that happened. And they, they like are like, we're, we have to get back and make this right. Which I love. I think it, I think it goes to what the standard is now, right? Like 2021, you know, I remember going into the Ohio State game. I don't know about you guys, but I was like, man, it would be awesome to win. You know, I think there's an opportunity if Hutch goes off, but, like, I wasn't really expecting much. And then they go and win it, and then with the Big Ten. And then we, you know, we see Michigan go to the playoffs, and that's when I start to get some confidence. I'm like, all right, yeah, like, Georgia got manhandled by Bama. And I was like, okay, we can hang. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. This past year, I go in, you know, you have two new coordinators – on offense and defense, um, you lose Hutch, you lose Ojabo, you, you lose Dax Hill, you lose some um, some playmakers all over the field on, on all three phases. And you're like, I think this team can be really damn good. And then you go through and it's 13-0 and and you go to the Ohio State game. And it was, again, it was because of the quorum injury. I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I, I really want to see Michigan win this, but I didn't really know what to expect. Now I think going into this year, I'm like, no, Michigan is a clear-cut team in the Big Ten. I think that's probably been felt within the building, but it's even more so – I think it's even more entrenched in the mind of of the people within the program that we are the top dog. We are the team that that everyone is aiming for in the Big Ten. So I think it's all about the standard that going to the playoffs is not good enough, which is an awesome place to be as a Michigan fan and and as a program – you know, I've lived through some really dark days. I know we all have. It's um, also a crazy thought at the same time. It's awesome, but it's wild that like I never two years. Dude, think about two and a half years ago, or two years yeah. and some some change ago, where we're all like, I have no idea. Like, if Harbaugh can't get it done, who can get it done? Like, I felt like Nebraska fans probably felt during the end of Scott Frost's era. Um, yeah, it's sure. like who who else? Because who's going to come here? If you fire Harbaugh, who's coming? So yeah. the turnaround has been amazing. Um, obviously, I would love to not kill momentum on the trail and just with public image of the program every January. But I do understand to a point, you know, I, I was last episode, I was I, I said I was pretty pissed off. But I do understand, I guess, bo- I can see both sides of it, um, not to be middleman Tanner, but 
Um, I do think it's uh, it's a good it's a good it's a good place to be. Um, there's just some things that need to be tied up right now. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I just want to like all right. Let's let's announce. Everyone else is announced. Jim, go and announce. Let's and let's get to it. These guys are right. coming back for workouts uh, starting tomorrow, I believe. And so it's like, all right, let's let's get into this off season and go. I need a sick Harbaugh edit from Aaron Bills. Ooh. Like, give me like, give me Dude, something would be- crazy to drop on Twitter. He hasn't tweeted in like four years, bro. Just give me some, some that would fire be- shit incredible if he did like a like one of those tom brady's like still here uh videos like that would be unreal he just tweets wolf of wall street i'm not yeah. leaving that would be incredible i would it would be the most it would be the most retweeted tweet of all time i think honestly i would it, retweet it that's yes. for sure it would yes um no it would be uh, we need something like that we need we need a full video something something going on him like um, walking into the camera in slow mo he yeah. wouldn't be able to do that though. Bless his heart, he's a little too awkward. I know. He... Bless his I heart. do say that respectfully, Jim. Jim, you're awkward. Respectfully. Sorry. Um, talk a little. Talk a little. A uh, little ballsy. Now you have to go back into the uh, the media scrums anymore, Brandon. I know. Hey, uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's let's point out one thing. All right, let's look. Like I know I've had a uh, how do I say this? Well traveled writing career. But if there's one thing I can say with confidence, it's that I, I never like I never didn't do anything but split down the middle with that guy. Like when it came to questions and, and to no questions, I never was like, oh, it's an easy time to pressure him. I'm going to pressure him. I was never like, oh, let's ask him the easy one so he can give me an inspirational answer. It was just like I had an assignment and I was trying to get to the bottom of that assignment via asking him. And sometimes that went great. And sometimes he looked at me like I was a lunatic and barely answered me. And that was that. But like everyone can say that. Everyone. Everyone. You know, has, well, I should not say everyone can say that. I should say there are. Everyone has been like no shown by that guy, and everyone's gotten something good out of him outside outside of outside of some select folks who I won't name. But I can know. name them because I don't know them. Are you talking about Rainer Sabin? Is that one of the? Hey, bless his heart, because he's a, he's a nice. Guy. <laughs> he's got some story. He's got some. But he's some, a nice. I'm not stories. kidding. He's a I'm nice sure. guy. I'm sure he's very he's, nice. He's got he's some stories to tell though. Is he just like like troll like is he Stephen A or Skip Bayless where like they um, know you know they know way. exactly what they're doing and so because then I get it if you're just doing it for clicks but also like I don't know I can't speak for his intentions because like I didn't really have any like intimate conversations with him just like hey how are you that's about it but yeah. I think in a world of of journalism especially at the Michigan beat where it's so saturated and everyone's writing the same stories and the access is so limited. And guided and by design. And and you can take away however you want to take that away. I'm not going to, I think Dave and Chad do an amazing job, but I'm not going to like shy away from the fact that, that it's tough. It's hard to, to get stories that are different in that sphere. It's hard. You have to work for it. And, you know, I was able to get the, the, my Michigan stories features this season that I thought were a really good way of kind of working with what we had to work with. Right. And a lot of people just sit there complaining. They're like, I can't get any, I can't get any access. I can't get any access. I can't get any access. And they just bitch and moan and they never write anything with any substance because they never reached out to ask how they could. And I think that when you put your best foot forward and you're like, Hey, I understand access is going to be limited, but how can I, how can I do something better? And I'm like, Hey, how about a positive, uh, you know, backstory about why they chose Michigan and, and what Michigan means to them. And, I got to spend five minutes behind the scenes of every single press conference this year 
um, because of that with a player, not every single press conference, but like every Tuesday after the pressers, I got a chance to meet with a guy for like five minutes. And, you know, it was everyone from Mike Hart to Will Johnson. And, you know, nobody, not a lot of people were doing that, but not a lot of people were trying to do that. So it's kind of what you make of it with the Michigan beat. You're not going to be spoon fed anything. You're going to have to grind for it all. And I think guys like Rainer just want to differentiate from the pack and, whether you agree with how he's differentiating, I can't discredit him for for doing anything besides that, right? It's definitely different than whatever the people write, and I think when you strive for originality in an extremely saturated market, like I can't be I can't be too upset with you about it. So I respect what he did, but you know, there's a I don't really there's no James Yoder's in person. I can tell you that James Motor. What'd you say? I, <laughs> it's fine. Nothing. I'm in my own head. I'm just yeah. I just hear myself. You know, I just I don't know. Like it's 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 funny for me to hear people talk about the blue wall when like the things they're talking about are being reported on by the Michigan beat. Like right. when people are like, Oh, the blue walls added again. It's like, well, no, like, you know, the Detroit news, Angelique was the one that broke. I think the Mozzie story, like it, it's just, yeah. it's just a it's broader defined. story, you know, um, uh, or like a broader conversation around, you know, just conspiracy theorists, I suppose. Um, well, that came from football blog, teams, right? That came from MGO blog, right? I, I don't I remember. remember. I thought it, I thought, I thought it was the Detroit news that like, initially broke that story but i just, I just you know, I, find, I find it funny when when rival fans talk about the blue wall and it's like no like they're literally reporting on the story like i don't know if you understand what you're saying versus what's going on we've gotten off way off track here this is I, on a me too um, i'll take black. on an unrelated note i just opened our blue by 90 dms and i want to thank uh draco is his name for sending us a full frontal nude photo of himself so, we really, really appreciate that. Um, Draco I, Malfoy, dude. I, I'll Damn. let me. I'll I'll forward it on to you guys so you guys can. Also, Thank you. Yeah, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So appreciate you, Draco. Thank you for that. Big, big Drake zero. Oh, um, all right. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. Let's, talk some, let's talk some hoops. Um. What a the, segue. Oh, good dear. segue. Good segue. Um. The the basketball team like kind of looked good at times today against Northwestern. I don't know. There, there's like times where I'm like, all right, I can see this team putting some putting some games together here, and we can like go on a run. But I mean, the Iowa game was one of the most frustrating frustrating things I've ever watched in my life, and it was like at, at the there, I've never seen like let more inconsistency i'd say from a team and maybe a program i guess in general yeah i think watching the game today it was a game of spurts as basketball typically can be a game of runs but i think i saw the stat that in the last 955 of the first half michigan gave up 31 points and northwestern is not a good offensive basketball team i think the thing that gets really gets me really frustrated when it comes to this basketball team is just, and I I'm going to be careful with how I say this, but there, there can be a lackadaisical approach defensively. And when it comes to rebounding, there are a lot of times where I'll see Michigan make a shot and the other team will just push it up the court for a wide open dunker layup. There's a lot of times where it feels like guys could be getting to loose balls or, or could be getting uh, in front of somebody to box out. And there's just, it's just a, a lack of – I don't know if I want to say leadership, but it just feels like there's not really a guy on the team that says, hey, we're, we're winning this fucking game. Like, Michigan's had That's that in the I past. Was... 
That's well, and that's I'll where I think I think Will Cheddar is always. that guy right now. Took the words right out of my mouth. He's he's young, but he's the only guy. Like he got on Terrace Reed in Iowa City and was pissed at a lack of rotation on defense or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I love seeing that fire, man. Like I love seeing that fire from Xavier Simpson. I love seeing it from Shawnee Brown. I love seeing it from Isaiah Livers. Michigan doesn't have a guy on the team right now other than Will Cheddar that's really that's not afraid to well, yell at his teammates like that. And like I don't know, there's there just continues to be times where Hunter Dickinson doesn't look like he even wants to be on the court. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, and way too many times does that happen. Way too many times. And like today, I against Northwestern, he there were times where it was like. Are we when are we gonna get the ball to Hunter? What are, I I know that they were doubling him every single time he got the ball, but like I still think we two years ago, I remember him specifically saying he loved when teams doubled him because it left somebody else open. And that's it was at that time where I was like, he is an incredible passer, and like he can he could continue to do it. And the the reality is that this team still runs through Hunter and it will forever until hunter is not you know in ann arbor anymore um but like you're right i mean he's not that guy jet's not that guy you know doug mcdaniel is is obviously super young still and and still getting it but he's not that guy like there's nobody that is in that rotation really outside of cheddar coming off the bench that is like i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure that we win this game you know, and so I've been, you've been, you're like waiting for it to happen. And then it's just like nonchalant. It feels like all the time. Um, and then the other thing that I really like, I don't understand the rotations. I really don't get them. Like Cheddar playing zero, zero minutes in the first half and then played like incredibly significant time in the second half. He was the first guy off the bench in the second half. First guy off the bench and then didn't come out for 10 minutes or something. Like it was wild. I'd love to see his plus minus. Like when he came out of the game against Iowa, Iowa went on a run and then I don't think he ever saw the court. I don't know if he saw the court in overtime. I don't know. Like, and and I, I want everyone to understand, we're not saying Will Cheddar is like a first round pick or like, yeah. but he brings just a level of try hard that you sometimes need on a basketball team. Like you need a guy that is kind of a, a psychopath in a good way. And I think Cheddar really brings that. I mean, he had four fouls in, in 10 minutes. So he's got a long way to go. But I think our point is, is that he is a guy who's going to get on his teammates. He's going to hustle. And that stuff, as cliche and as lame as it can sound, can be really influential on, on a basketball court. Like You see your you see your teammate going hard. You're like, damn, yeah. I got I to gotta go hard now too. Like it's just a snowball fest. Thousand percent. And I thought there were a lot of times, especially in that Iowa game, but even today too. And I know like it's a noon game at Chrysler against Northwestern on a Sunday. Like, you know, it's not going to be the most hype environment. And it's, I like, it's tougher to get up for those games than an 8 PM Saturday night game. Right. Where everyone's like pumped up, but like there are times where everyone's just standing there watching the ball drop to the floor on a rebound or like, you know, not hustling back on it. Like after a missed shot, like you said, like it just feels like if, if the team pushes it at all, it's, it's an open layup, you know? So I don't know, but I ultimately I do like, I still think Michigan has the pieces if they want to, or can put it together. Like I still do think there's opportunity here where it, the, the nice thing that's going on right now is the big 10 outside of Purdue is still completely wide open. 
So right. there's a chance for them. And I think looking at their schedule, like they actually should be favored in probably six out of the next seven, maybe uh, five out of the next seven, maybe something like that. So like, there's a chance for them to go on a run here and, and see how it goes. Um, but do you have the, the schedule pulled up Tanner? Yeah, they play Maryland on Thursday um, at Maryland, and then they're home against Minnesota. They've got Purdue. I don't know where – that one's at Michigan. It's a Chrysler. But it looks like looking at their schedule as of now, I think Wisconsin is going to drop in the rankings. They play Wisconsin twice in the last uh, – they played Wisconsin twice in 12 days in February. But outside of Purdue, they don't have any other ranked teams currently on the schedule. Um, so we'll see. But they have a chance. The one – you know, I, the, this is the one I want to talk about. The one at Iowa City – so damn winnable. I mean, you so foul a three-point shooter up four with like 15 seconds left. It's literally then, the only like, all right. If there's one thing you can't do, that's it. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta give him space to land. Um, but I think I think they bounce back in a solid way. I mean, look, Northwestern's not very good. Uh, Chris Collins, I can't believe he's been there 10 seasons, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but just looking at the stats today and, and just from watching it, the backcourt was phenomenal, I thought. Um, I thought Doug, Kobe, and Jet all played phenomenal games. All played at least 34 minutes. Uh, Kobe had 23 and 4. That was probably Kobe's I mean, best game of his career, don't you think? He hit some big shots. Jet hit some nice shots. Doug had some some big threes that kind of kept them in the game uh, when it felt like Northwestern might be able to go on a run. So, um, And then, and, you know, we're talking about Hunter. I mean, he still had, you know, 10 points, 15 boards. Um, I think he had a deep, deep shot. I don't know if it was a two or three, but he, he played uh, decently well. But for his standards and what we know he can do, it just – it yeah. just is it's, – it's, I don't know because it's tough to know because he is such a tall dude and, like, he's not the fastest guy, right? But you can kind of tell when he's kind of going through the motions. And yeah. as a junior and an upperclassman and, and the amount of NIL money that, that he does get, like, I would just like to see it be more consistent from an effort perspective. Uh, one thing I think about Juwan Howard that I continue, I continue to have this thought, and I don't want to have this thought. All right, so don't think this is a man-made thought. This is this is seen with these two right here. All right, this is what I'm seeing here with Ray. It's got nothing to do with this. It's got everything to do with this. Or these two right here. I'm pointing at my eyeballs. Bad radio, but uh, Juwan's just I don't know, man. I think he was an I think I think he's an NBA coach. He's trying to like still equip himself to coaching college from a from a schematic standpoint, I guess. And I think he had guys who were here when he first got here that kind of understood what it took to win in the college game. But since then, based on who he's recruited, and again, like I'm not saying this with any agenda, it's just from what I've seen, the guys he's recruited uh, compared to the guys he inherited, there is a, a difference, not in talent, but just in like grit, dog, like just like the mentality of playing team basketball. And I don't know if that's a, a game plan type thing where he just wants to run a lot of ISO stuff and wants to run a lot of sets, that's it. Because to me, here's what I see, or at least what I what I saw early on in the season. I think it's changed a bit over time here, but what I saw a lot of was we're either going to run ISO and let one guy catch or shoot, or we're going to throw it to Hunter, and that's it. Those are your two options. And, hey, that works well with Jet. Jet can, Jet can run ISO. He's a, he's a guy that can, that can shoot at all three levels of the court. So, you know, I'm, I'm there with that. But I saw Doug McDaniel take a step back three today that looked like he was like just got done benching and just went into the LA fitness gym to just take a quick shot to blow off some steam. And again, again, I say it again, bless his heart. I don't have anything against Doug McDaniel. It's not his game though. And there's just too much ISO. And I, I don't know, man. I just, I guess I'm like an old Doug man. Doug McDaniel was four of seven from three today. 
he was good from three, but the step back three was ugly. And it's just that's what I see is the ISO and the ISO. And the, I don't know. I admittedly don't know a ton about basketball. It just seems like Michigan that. doesn't get a lot of shots in rhythm. We went from we went from Beeline to Howard and watching and, and from a guy who is like a basketball watcher, as you guys could probably like I never wrote about basketball for a reason. I like specifically asked not to because I'm that ignorant about the sport. Uh, but and, and like I'll admit that hand in the air. But what when you watch sets from the Beeline era and you watch sets from the Jawan era, they're they're like night and day. And I and I get it. Like oh, Beeline spent thirty minutes of practice working on bounce passes, and I'm like, guess what? He went to a national championship twice, or was it twice? Yeah, twice. Right. Louis against Louisville and against against Nova. So I mean, I mean, I will say with college games. I yes, for sure. It's definitely it's no doubt a different game, and but like. I don't know. I'm I'm I am looking at the this you know what happened today and I as frustrating as this team has been to watch throughout the season like I I'm going to choose to take away the positives from today like us Doug us having a scoring point guard in Doug it seems to be more and more comfortable each game in being a scorer like we haven't had that in a while now. I mean there Devante you know, Devontae Jones ended up by the end of the season being like a go-to guy. Um, but, like, I I think that, you know, that just makes such a big difference. You know, we haven't had, like, a go-to guard that's scoring, like, 17 points on a regular basis since, what, Derek Walton maybe? You know, like, I think that having Doug do that and then the, the, the thing that I loved was Kobe going 9 for 11 from the floor. It does not get much more efficient than that. And then, honestly, Jet Howard had 16 points on four of 11. So he had an off day shooting, still puts up 16 points. And, Tanner, to your point, like, I know Hunter has his standards, but, like, it's kind of crazy when we're saying 10 points and 15 rebounds is a bad day for Hunter Dickinson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going to choose to take away the positives from this one um, specifically. I am mentally blocking out Iowa City uh for for my own mental health here um and like i don't know i i do i still will say i i think this team has potential to like make a run and be probably not like a national title contender but like you know be a top three team in the big 10 or something it's it's just gonna be do they choose like when when do they make make that turn they got to turn the corner at some point and i'm looking at like Hey, play three games in a row consistently good. That's what I'm looking for in Michigan basketball. We have seen one game at a time, you know, one good game, one bad game, one good game, one bad game. And so I, I do think that it's there's got to be somebody that steps up and says, I'm going to be the guy that – I don't have to be the guy that scores every time, but I'm going to be the guy that gets everyone better. So that's Will Cheddar to me. Juwan Howard should put him in just specifically for the energy. You need an energy guy. And, like, honestly, if I was Juwan during these times, like earlier on in the season when it was obvious that Michigan was, like, not in the mental headspace or whatever, I think that I would have been like, hey, I'm going to play my entire bench until I find somebody that's actually going to give me 110% effort every time down the floor. And then, to your point, Tanner, it would be – uh, you know, it, it's it's contagious, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the positives from this team too. And I think the thing that is – it clouds my judgment is that they're probably a handful of possessions away from being in first place in the Big Ten in 
the conversation of being a ranked top 25 team. So like they're very close, but it's just, it's like the inconsistency and then some of like the boneheaded mistakes are what kind of has, has kind of tanked their season a little bit to, to an extent. Um, I mean, because if they, if they want to make the tournament, they have to like win a lot of games, you know, they're nine and seven currently or 10 and seven. Yeah. So they've got to, they've got to win, you know, they probably got to win at least 18, 19, 20 games. I would think to feel comfortable getting into the tournament just because of the lack of a, of a statement win in the non-con. So they certainly can do it. And I, I wouldn't be shocked by the end of the year if they're playing some really good basketball. The only thing is I hope it's not too late. I right. hope that they, it, either they won enough or they're going to have to win the Big Ten tournament. So they're running out of time. I mean, it's January 15th as we're recording. You know, we're only a couple months away from, from March Madness. So, you know, got to gotta kick it into high gear now. And I have no doubt that they can. And I, I've loved seeing the growth of the young guards. I mean, Kobe's been playing his ass off. I think Doug has been really, really good. I think Doug, if we had – if Michigan had some better shooters, I think Doug's numbers would be even better um because i think he a lot there's a lot on his plate at the moment but he's really stepped up to the plate and, and you know stepped up to the challenge so there's a lot to like um but i think this team is too good to be sitting at you know whatever their current record is so and i think they would probably admit that right like honestly like i think that they all know like like let's be honest the talent on this team is really good on paper like it's a very talented team they just haven't been able to put it all together. So I do I, – I think that's that's actually probably the best way to put it, Tanner. Like, this team is way better than their record, and they're too good to be a bubble team, honestly. That's I – and mean, I think that's why, like, it's frustrating to watch when you sit there and you're like, I watched them play well. When they put, when they put up 90 at Minnesota, you know, it's like, wait, why can't we have that – not that you need to score 90 every night, but, like, you know, shoot it consistently and, and play hard. So uh, I think I'm looking for that. You know, like I said, I will like what this team needs to do is put three games together, st- you know, start with t- uh, today with Northwestern. What what do we got for the, you said um, Maryland? Yeah. Maryland, Minnesota, Purdue. I mean, uh, if they can, if they can go out and go three and zero versus Northwestern, Maryland and Minnesota, going into that Purdue game at home, like, all right, now, now we're talking, now we're talking, yeah. right? Like you got to shoot some wins together all of a sudden. And even if you don't win that Purdue game at home, cause Purdue's like, obviously a really, really good team. And Zach Eadie's the, I mean, he's a freak show of a, of a human being. Um, but like, I would love to like go, you know, have a good, good win streak going into that Purdue game. And then, then we're all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit. And, and not, then we're, fighting for a top spot in the big 10 for sure. I think it's pretty miraculous out there. Uh, like given the dialogue surrounding Michigan basketball this year, I think you guys are right in saying that like for them to be in the spots, pretty encouraging because if, if they're going to turn the corner and because they haven't, I don't think they have yet necessarily. I know it kind of seemed like they were going to against Maryland. Of course, today they played better, but I think the, the dialogue you guys have mentioned today about just, Good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Yeah. I think it's spot on. So I think it kind of comes down to that. If they can if they can build some consistency, like you said, Justin, just pull together a few wins in a row here, could really flip the script in their season, which is crazy because you think about it a few weeks ago, everyone was just kind of trashing them, right? Um, I think the, the reality is – sorry, go ahead. No, no, no that, that was it. I mean, they just still are. So, yeah. 
The reality is we we can't be good at football and basketball at the same time. I don't know what <laughs> it's never been. This that's never never happened really. Uh, although Michigan won the Big Ten and then Michigan football won the Big Ten in the same calendar year, but yeah, calendar then, year. I mean yeah. that was that was a we're talking we, academic calendar year. I get it. Yeah, we were. I feel like we we made that tweet up to fit the narrative so that it would like get a lot it's of fine. you know. I think yeah. that was more it. But I yeah. mean. I, you know, outside of outside of men's basketball, the women's basketball sit at fifteen and three at, at the top top part of the Big Ten. They've got some, uh, you know, they've got some rain games coming up against uh, Maryland uh, in a week and a half, and they play uh, number twenty four Illinois, and they also have uh, number three. We should go to that February twentieth, Ohio State, number three in the country at Michigan. I don't know what cool. day of the week that is, but we should do like we should do something because we, we got to show the ladies some some support. You know, we, we talk a lot about the men's, um, but, you know, the ladies, the ladies have been killing it the last few years. Um, and, you know, Kim Barnes Rico is just an awesome coach, uh, just a fantastic college coach. So really happy to see about, them. Can we talk about Caitlin Clark since they just played Iowa? She's I, unreal. Dude. Is she the best all around, like men and women? I think she's the best basketball player in college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what it makes me think of is when you see uh, – remember when Brittany Griner said she could take DeMarcus Cousins on one-on-one? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think Caitlin Clark could pick out somebody from, you know, college basketball because one-on-one. Yeah, because, like, DeMarcus Cousins is going to just, like, obviously be bigger, and Brittany Griner's not going to, like, be able to physically go, like, back him down. But yeah. Caitlin Clark can just shoot it from the logo, so she doesn't need to do that. <laughs> Like the, I have never in my life seen somebody just so like nonchalantly just like on the run, essentially up the court from the logo, just chuck it up. And it's like a good shot. It's not like, I don't know. It's so wild. So if you, if you're out there and if you haven't watched Caitlin Clark, just go on YouTube and look up her highlights. You are going to be in shock. It is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Yeah, she's uh, we, we talked about like we're, well, who was a really big woman's player a couple years ago, Sabrina Ionescu from from yeah. Oregon. I, I know, she's still, still, yeah, yeah, she's she's she was a baller, dude, and she still is in the WNBA. I, look, I'm not a WNBA guy, but I know she puts up buckets, she does put up. Buckets. Is Caitlin Clark more popular than her? I think the NIL uh, era kind of ate no, her. I think, I think, well, and I think she, well, I think uh, Sabrina Ionescu, or I think that's how you say her name, um, you know, she was so closely linked with with Kobe, and I think that was part of like her ascent, yeah. you know, ascent to kind of stardom. Gotcha. So, but still, I mean, Caitlin Clark's got a chance to be that. Like I, the, she should do like some like, and one street ball, like that should be her thing is she just like rolls up to courts uh, against guys and like so, and tries to get in a run and then just starts dropping buckets. Cause I'm sure like a lot of guys would not recognize her. Like it just, you know, off the street. That that should be her like summer YouTube channel. It would be oh, like uh, the Kyrie Irving, Uncle Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she'll yeah. just be herself and just just smoke dudes. Yeah, because you know that there would be some asshole dudes. Not some. It would be like ninety percent asshole dudes that are like, "No, honey, you can't like you know you can't come into into this run." And then she'd come in and just like rock them. It would be because like I think I think what people don't don't understand is that yes. Division one men's basketball player versus division one women's basketball player. Like, yeah, it's, it's really unfortunately not a contest, 
But I think if you just pull Joe Schmo off the street, like, and you're not ready for that, like, yeah. she'd probably smoke some dudes at an LA Fitness, uh, as just as alluded to. It, it would be so funny because all the you know, like, those are the dudes that uh, would get the most angry about it too. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that would just be... smoking their shit. Yeah, we um, we should try and get. Maybe we do that with uh, like some of our players, like Maddie. We get Maddie to go roll up, and then she's just drilling threes. Us four and her, and we're just like, I'm just dying out of breath, like, <laughs> looking like Kevin James and grown ups. Like, just can't. Because I, 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 I don't know. I haven't run up and down a basketball court in a while. I do a lot of cardio, but not like sprinting and such. So, but that would be some good. That would be some good content, man. I would enjoy the, that. The last two days, you're not. Uh, you're not running suicides when you're when you're working out. No, absolutely not. We're on the elliptical. And uh, funny enough, you're not really like jumping or sprinting or, you know, trying to play defense. So I played hungover basketball the last two mornings after going out Friday and Saturday night. And I legitimately was like seeing multiple hoops and it was not good. Not yeah. good. Anybody else miss that invite to go out? Damn, bro. Just, you know, <laughs> didn't catch that one either, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, bro. Yeah, also, hanging out with his friends. Yeah, no, that's cool. No, nah, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I sent them. I, you know how? So the the, <laughs> the postal service these days, you know how they are. Oh uh, yeah, man. I uh, I checked my mail today, but it was Sunday, so it must it must be coming Monday. Oh well, tomorrow, well tomorrow's probably, a holiday too. So yeah, it was MLK Day. So like that's, that's probably scary. why. So, Damn, all right, yeah. all right. All right. send a pigeon next. If time. you get it, yeah. If you. Send me your email. I'll I'll get oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We 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 don't have Twitter, text, or anything. That's no, yeah, I, email. Let's exchange information. I'll see. I'll try to make sure that. If yeah. We, no. I'll. Um, yeah. I'll hit you up on AIM. And we'll get it sorted out. <laughs> sort the details. Did you check my B real? Did you check my B real? Uh, no, no, I'm not on there. I'm not on there. I'm holding out. Like I. I B real guy. Come on. I'm actually. I did it for like a little bit, and then. I got a new phone and like I would have had to log back in and I just never did it again. <laughs> also, Dude. that's kind of how I live my life, to be honest. Like me too. If I have the like I, I feel like it's to the point like if I forget my like bank information, all right, I'm, I'll probably just get a new bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like any resistance to logging into where I'm like, okay, did I use an exclamation point or a yes. period on the same password I use on every other account? But this is the one that's going to make sure that it's secure. Uh, I, I'm I would, against big password. I'm sick of those guys. I was talking to my, I was talking to one of my friends, and he has to change his his work password once a month. Oh, and I got to do every three months, and I, I can't say what I was going to say, but I hate it every time. I was, I mean, <laughs> I think that would be enough for me to quit. Like, I let me, I'll just change jobs. I think that would be easier for me to do. Dude, it's like also like I work at home. Like I don't know who's coming in here to like look at policy information, but I, I don't know why I need to change it every. But it's like a regulation thing. But it is a pain in the ass because yeah. you have to have so many certain special characters in there, and it just ends up being a bunch of gibberish by the end. It's hard to remember. Yeah, and that was like so. I got a new phone after on a bachelor party. I literally just dropped it in a lake, which oh, <laughs> tough scene. I was where, was where was the bachelor party at? It was in uh, Lake Cumberland in Kentucky. So we're on a gigantic, okay. like, 70-foot houseboat. It was so sick. There was a hot tub on top of it. It was incredible. All um, right, all right. But we were – the lake that we're in is, like, 90 feet deep everywhere. And I was DJing and dancing up top on the boat and just, like, 
you know, it just, it just went. Do you have, do you have Apple Care? Yeah, like that's oh, fine okay. and stuff. But I also it was Friday of a four day bachelor party, so that little tip that doesn't make your wife happy when you no, lose no, your I phone can't and can't contact her for a bachelor party. Um, you, you know, what you needed you needed what Kalen had at your bachelor party. Bag on a lanyard with his phone in it. That's uh, a Kalen move, dog. It, it was. He woke up at game, 4 a.m. in his bathing suit, still with it around his neck. It was incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, also, back to my bachelor party, too, which was the funniest thing ever, is my father-in-law just forgetting his phone in his car for the entire weekend. The, the <laughs> never never texted his wife just was just like yeah we'll figure it out on monday <laughs> wait so did you so for your bachelor party did you had you had uh you had parents there or what you had yeah there? i had my okay my, my dad and uh my father-in-law both came for like two was it two of the nights i think two nights and then they they dipped sick. after so they they came it was, it was, they had the times. What's the last time they had breaking baths, news, right? Breaking news, breaking news. What? Is it happening? Cornelius Johnson's coming back. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's good. Let's go. That's good. I had seen, I had written a note here. Um, I had seen somewhere that he was enrolled in grad school. So at Michigan. Yeah, so I, I was not surprised too. to see that. That's, that's great. Uh, that's fantastic. That's per. Per Clayton. Per his Instagram. Per his Instagram. Okay, so we have it per blue by ninety group chat, per blue by ninety group chat, per CJ, CJ on CJ, CJ, let's go, CJ and CJ. I just edited my my article. Let's get it. This guy's a machine. Let's go. Let's go. He sleeps two hours a day. I don't know. He doesn't sleep. Okay, go read our go read our our stuff because CJ is just absolutely grinding. He also writes like ninety percent of our articles. I'm trying to help him out with that. Would you guys rather have Andre Anthony or CJ? Well, like Cornelius Johnson, CJ. Sorry, not to not to interrupt um, the pre- <laughs> question. I'll add on that CJ grinds. I'll add on. Sorry, it's just in my brain. I think um, that I think that Andrell is probably more talented. Yeah, maybe. But I think that like having a fifth year guy back is yeah. that it played a lot of ball is probably better. Yeah, I think there's something to leadership in a in a certain room, and him being the elder statesman, I think is a good thing. I think he's gotten, I think he's gotten a lot of shit at times from the Michigan fan base because he hasn't put up a seventy catch thousand yard season. But I also think he's extremely talented, and I think he's a guy that in an offense where Michigan's throwing the ball more is going to get a lot of catches and a lot of targets. And I think he can be an NFL player for sure. So I'm excited to have him back, definitely. And so also. Who who has had a had those seasons? Like we, it's not like they're David Terrell. I mean, at Mich- in Michigan, yeah, Braylon. I mean, you got to go Braylon. back, like maybe yeah, Roundtree, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. been a minute. We're talking about the the best receivers in Michigan history, right? So, like, I yeah. Mean, so, well, this you know. is supposed to be the best team in history. So, what the hell? Well, guess what? We have <laughs> only so many touches like, around. Yeah, Moore had like six of the game. Yeah. Uh, if he pulls out the route tree he pulled out in Columbus, he's gonna have a fruitful. Uh, if he can year. have Cameron Martinez on him at all times, he might go for five thousand yards. To be honest, not the not the crap on the Michigan native, but uh, yeah, well, he he chose to go Scarlet and Gray. He did. So he, yeah, he him. did. That's going from going from Muskegon 
to Columbus, Ohio sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah. Muskegon is beautiful. You go to Columbus, uh, but I digress. Um, I will say, too, um, here's what I would say. I 1,000%, even though that Blake Quorum and Donovan Edwards are both going to have probably 200 yards a game, I expect us to still throw the ball a lot more. I, I for sure expect us. Um, also, you know, J.J., when you think about it, he didn't throw with any of our receivers until fall camp. So, like, when you're talking about the timing and the rhythm of all this, like, it's, it, you know, it's not a secret. It's not, like, it's not crazy that he was missing on some of those throws throughout, like, the middle of the season. And then, obviously, by the end of the year, it was clicking because he actually got those in a rhythm. So, I think when we're going through an entire offseason of him being able to get routes down for, uh, you know, with these guys, like, I think it's going to be, we could be lethal. And, you know, I, I think when you have the option of, of, uh, of Donovan and Blake, and also, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Dono is like 75% slot next year too i would i would be in heaven because i think he is such a mismatch um who can what linebacker or outside you know wherever like there's no way that you can guard dono in that slot i really hope they utilize hurry up as well keep the same personnel on defense on the field and then you can switch donovan from the backfield to to the slot i mean it's there's a lot of possibilities that are really exciting i just hope to take advantage of them yeah i agree I agree. I I mean, all right. So now we can say Cor- we can add Cornelius to that list. So we're just waiting on him. we're just waiting on Chris Jenkins. Just waiting on Chris. Like, I mean, if you would have told me, like, obviously I had a hand in the one more year fund, which is awesome. But like, if you would have told me from the outside, and even I didn't know this, like, that we'd get possibly all of these guys back, like, that's insane. <laughs> I think yeah, we were saying, like, if we got, like, three out of five, we'd be, like, clutch, right? Holy shit. It's insane. Yeah, and you guys were talking about culture earlier, and it's like, if you have good culture, you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to explain it. It's apparent. You yeah. can see it. It's right in front of you. There's no questioning good culture. Guys play. Guys play hard. Guys come back and play. Guys want to play together. And Michigan guys learn like, from it. Yeah. I think this is the last year. I remember tweeting this. Um, I, wh- I don't know what it was. I, oh, you know what? It was during the transfer portal when everyone was transferring to Michigan, when like everyone and their mother was like, we're going to go to Michigan for like a week. Do you guys remember that? It's like AJ Barner and that was cool. You know, all those guys were coming to Michigan, right? So, and I had this thought and I tweeted, I was like, okay, hey, as a society, I think we're going to have to get used to Michigan being good. Like, I think last like last year or i shouldn't say last year i mean maybe I, last season quote unquote so this past season kind of like notarized and justified the success michigan had the year prior and then everyone coming back further proves that i think this is kind of like a here to stay type of deal uh this is like at least a five-year run i feel like we're on year three of what's going to be a five-year run does, does any of those years end with a championship that's still left to be left to be answered. And I think if you're going to, it's probably this year based on the recruiting classes. But again, you bring in Jaden Davis, you play the portal game a little bit and it kind of offsets all that stuff anyway. And you're going to continue to have a, an opportunity. And I think Michigan's coaching staff, and you guys can correct me if you guys think I'm wrong, but I think their coaching staff was like, Hey, we have enough holes to fill 
in the portal or we have enough holes filled in the portal to offset this 2023 class to just be a value class where we get the best guys we can get for the positions we need because we're going to go hard in 2024 and bring in a big class. And we just brought in a big class in 2022 with guys like Will Johnson and Mason Graham and Derek Moore and Keon Sav and all these guys that are going to be plug and play type of defenders in their second, third years on campus. So we're, we're not going to have a whole lot of needs for the guys in the 23 class. So we can go hard in 24, uh, build on Jaden Davis, you know, hopefully, et cetera, et cetera. So I think they were like, hey, they were just like, Hey, win. And it's going to take care of everything to the portal and the rest right. will figure itself out. So that's why I think we're, we're at the, at a minimum, at a minimum, I think we're in a five-year run at a minimum, but there's an opportunity for, for greater success there because of this culture that seems to have just unbelievable continuity. You don't keep a guy like Sharon Moore on the salary that he has without good culture. You don't keep a guy like Blake Corum who could easily go pro if he wanted to without good culture and a little bit of NIL money, of course, but all that, all that in mind, I mean, you know, taking advantage of what you can legally take advantage of is, is like uber important. And it's something that Santa has encouraged. And, you know, it's just, it's a good spot right now. It's a good, and I think it's going to keep going, man. I think the culture, like we said, speaks for itself. So which, which is new. Uh, we're, we're about $200 away from a hundred K on one more year fund, by the way. Um, so great work. Great work to our unquestioned leader. Visionaries. Um, pretty dope. Can we do so, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna shamelessly seal this from my guy Meta Wooten piece. Uh we're we're cousins, same last name. Don't don't look at the pic, pictures of us though, we don't look alike. Um, but he tweeted he, he tweeted about the Valiant uh, one more year fund and said, Can we do that for Jet? So dude, we need it. Got some work for you. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll get right on that. Um hey, don't work too hard. Tomorrow's a holiday. I will be with the basketball team tomorrow, actually doing an MLK video shoot. Um, so, all right. So we'll let we'll, you talk to Jet, and we'll. I did, no out days off. No days off. Zero. I mean, you guys, you guys are grinding right in pieces. Yeah. Find somebody who grinds harder than we do. We, you can't. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. You can't. You can't. We, we've said it Both. before. I, I, we do this podcast drunk, hungover, tired, excited. I, I mean, it, we. We there is nothing that holds us back from from doing this podcast. So uh, there's we've done it. We did it on Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. Um, there's if you I don't you know I really I rarely toot my own horn right. I really don't I don't talk about myself much at all right. Um, Not a but no yeah no I. I can't recall a time that I was like talking highly of myself or making <laughs> trying to make myself sound cool. Uh, but I mean, you know, we really nobody does it like us. Really, it's hard to be us. I'll say that. I'm just, I'm just glad to be here, man. Not everyone can do it. But hey. all right, we'll wrap it up there. We've we've uh, ranted on for long enough, I think. Now um, I've got a couple questions actually. Well, first oh, one's not a question. Uh, right. Michigan wrestling undefeated, number three in the country. We did not go to the to the duel today. We could not find tickets uh, because reasons. Um, and then I do have a question on our on our most bitter rival. There's no shot C.J. Stroud is actually considering coming back, right? I keep seeing these rumors, and it's like, do you guys realize that he would be thirty-five million dollars richer if he goes to the draft? Like, I don't know what that is. That'd be wild. There's no shot, right? There's no. I mean, I get top what ten pick? Top five, five. Yeah, I mean, you got the Texans sitting there. You got the Colts sitting there. He's falling a little bit. He might fall. Which is crazy. How would he fall though? Because that game against Georgia for me restored all my faith in his ability as a prospect. 
Dude, yeah, but Bryce eat. Young, Bryce Young did the same thing. So he solidified him. Kansas himself State. Number one pick. You know what? Will State. Levis. You got Will Levis there too. I know Josh I Allen is the comp, but you got to you like with Will Levis, everything has to go right. Like there's no wiggle room for him. It has yeah, to all against go, Will Levis, but no, that's what people keep talking about. The Lions taking a quarterback. I don't need that. Just build or build the defense. You know, make maybe grab a playmaker here or there and just amazing. You know, why, would you, why would you move on from golf? He was incredible this year. He's like one bad game. We've seen uh, a good I don't know. I more than that, but I'm just in my like okay. When you put the number $35 million on it, like I don't there's no way that the Ohio State's coming up with that money no. in NIL. No, I know that they have not. like they're ready to throw bunches of money, but like they're not coming up with that, nor that doesn't return an ROI, right? No. Like even if you win a natty, you like $35 million. <laughs> yeah, like no, whatever your small business is or you know, whatever the NIL deal is, there's no way you recoup that other than like, well. Ohio State made the playoffs and maybe won the national championship. Like that, this is like that's the thing with NIL that it's like people spend other people's money and like right. you know I want Michigan to be as proactive as possible and Justin, I know you're super involved in that, but like that's where it's funny where it's like yeah I want uh, you know we got to spend millions and millions of dollars and it's like well, it's not your money like you're not <laughs> maybe you're pitching into the one year the one more year fund which is awesome but like the money that we're talking about is coming from like a handful of key figures that right. they have to put this shit down and they're not really seeing a big return on it. Like they're just right. doing it because they love their school. So that's right. the interesting part of NIL that doesn't get talked about a lot, but there's no and shot. Back, right. Like I can't, there's no can't shot, imagine. dude. Like think about, I mean, dude, if he gets hurt, like it's not worth it, dude. That would be the dumbest investment. Like, d- because if you get hurt in the NFL, guess what? The team's still sticking by you because they paid you $35 million. Exactly. And you can come exactly. back from it, right? Like, I yes. don't I don't understand. But I I've mean, seen those rumors, and he has not declared it. He still has yet to declare, and it's January 15th, January 16th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is the last day to declare. So we'll see what happens. I, it would be wild. and That would be crazy. I, mean, like, I was, like, joking. Like, I think uh, Josh Ogdahl put it out there. He's like, I – I thought we were all joking that we like are like, oh, he's 0-2. I don't care if he comes back. I, I'm sorry to admit this. I care if he comes back. He is a very good quarterback. He, yeah. but I, I want say, him to have to bring in a first-year starter to Ann Arbor. I want that. Yes. I want it to be Kyle McCord. Maybe he's yeah. better. I doubt it. Like, CJ – yeah, I know they reload, but CJ Stroud is an animal. If he's like, if he's better than CJ Stroud, then let's be honest, we're in trouble anyway. Yeah. He, he, you know, like I, I don't know. The whole the only thing that would annoy the shit out of me is if they get like Grayson McCall or somebody in the portal at some point. Well, the portal's closed now, right? Or is it still open? no? It closes next Wednesday. Yeah, we didn't talk about Ayabioki transferring. Although I think that honestly might be more of two things: following Biff Pogey. Yeah. And also think about Derek Moore, Brady McGregor, all those weeks that defensive ends coming on. So I'm not as concerned about that. I would have loved to have had him because um, I thought he played, made some great, great plays this year, but I'm not worrying at all about that one. Yeah. It sucks. He was a good kid that like really obviously helped us. And I thought that he would have been able to make a big leap this year. Um, I did too. Okay. Question though with the portal, like when the portal closes, is it mean, it's the last day to enter the portal, and then you're just in the portal until you decide somewhere to go. Is that how it works, or do you have to like 
enter transfer at any time, right? There's no time that it like quote unquote like closes for you to commit anywhere. I think it's just you have to enter or exit at a certain time. Gotcha. But I don't know what that means because I think you're it's a good question because I mean Oki transferred in when he did in the middle of well, he was a grad transfer, which is the difference, yeah. I think. Okay. But yeah, I, does anybody have any rule? Like, is there a way to like? Get, can I get an FAQ page on this shit, please? And hey, so- I got to build those for work every day of my life. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I need that. I need like, I need the uh, the Wikipedia page on the transfer portal. On the transfer right. portal. It's right. It's right next to targeting and uh, process of the catch. Part of the library. Yeah. Um, it looks like it closes on January 18th, so this week. Um, and then it opens up again from May 1st to May 15th. So I don't know because I think you have to be in the portal to make sure it's not tampering so you can communicate with schools, right? Isn't that the whole point of it? So Yeah, except for there's no oh, real rules. <laughs> there's, no, there's no real rules. We got Lincoln Riley out here tampering his ass off, but we're concerned about some cheeseburgers. I know we talked about that last week, but it's still mind-blowing. What did you say, Jack? According to an ESPN article, it says, instead of being able to leave a school at any time, players now have to enter the portal within set dates. The first window opens the day after the championship teams are selected, which will be December 5th, and closes 45 days later on January 18th. And there is also a 15-day spring period from May 1st to 5th. 15. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Hey, how many days till the spring game? That's what I'm actually thinking about. Got to get into. Got to get into. Uh, Speaking of spring form. games, the boys going to come out and watch Coach Justice go to work this spring or what? Ooh, maybe. Ooh. Hey, it's all about the players. It's all about the players. But who are you coaching? If you guys want to come, uh, wind up. Still at wind up. Been there for like this is my fourth season with them. So. Down River. Down Riva. Ironically enough, keep this low key, but I am interviewing uh, for a head coach <laughs> spot just to add on my dish of things that I love to eat. Which is... I love how you said keep this low key as we're still live and recording. Yeah, I'm not cutting that. Awkward. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. I didn't say the school, so I don't really care. But, but yeah, uh, and like everybody knows, like everybody within my baseball sphere knows. So, okay, yeah, um, I don't know. Coaching's just become like this is my seventh year doing it. I mean, that's how I met Justin. So. Yeah, it's a good time, man. I love it. There's just it's just something I can never like I can never sacrifice it. It's just like the sense of fulfillment that you need, especially in a time where like I'm never I was never busy with my work during the springtime because football was in the fall and the winter sports were in the winter, and then you know that was that was kind of it. You just kind of chilled out in the spring and summer. So you know, it's something for me that I just I'm built to do it at this point. Like I've been doing it long enough and you gotta coach a pioneer. We need me to resurrect I did. Do we I have did until well that's something we shouldn't talk about. I did for a time. <laughs> there, there, there was there was a moment. Coach. There was a moment in time where I coached there. Justin and I. Do you, do uh, will the you was any... there? Legend. Yeah, Wogu was there. Ooh. Um, I saw games two and three of the CWS finals against Vanderbilt in person. Um, so you're the bad luck guy. I did well. I, I did see them play Texas Tech in that um, World Series as well in person. So and they won that game. So. Uh, but I actually worked for TD Ameritrade, who sponsored the ballpark, so I got some free ding, tickets. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, now it's Charles Schwab Field. It's kind of lame. Yeah. Um, doesn't have the yeah. same ring, but uh, it's obviously Charles, not Rosenblatt. But it's a great venue. It's a great Charles. venue. Hopefully, Michigan can get back because that was a fantastic time. Tracy Smith, I'll get him there. Love it, love it. Clayton Anderson, that. shout out. 
Shout out Clayton Anderson. <laughs> if we're going to talk about if we're going to talk about Michigan baseball, we're going to need to give your boy forty five minutes. I was going to say this might be this might need to be another episode. Exactly. I think no, we're not going another forty five minutes. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I ask the show Last of Us just came out, so I've got. Uh, I'm going to watch it as well. I love the video. That ninety show uh, comes out this week. Which one? The that seventy show spinoff on Netflix. That ninety oh, show. No. It's got the OG bear. Somebody else watch it first. Red and Kitty. I'll come back with reviews. Don't worry. I'll I'll check Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I just want to throw this in there. I was at Uptown Coney over on Jackson. Uh, We live right over there. We were grabbing some some brunch. Lunch. I don't even know what time it was. And uh, bro, they had on "Lose Yourself" Eminem just like blaring through the speakers. And all I could think of is when we were at the tailgate and Clayton Anderson was just rocking out on the guitar to "Lose Yourself," and I'm hammered, drunk in the first row. It's amazing. Wearing a tuxedo T-shirt, like just, <laughs> just incredible. Uh, that need that, good. like I need that level of serotonin at every moment of my, uh, oh my, my life because it was it was incredible. Was it was an incredible day. day. That was an incredible day. That was like there the vibes have never been higher. Never because it was like sixty degrees. It was like seven. It was hot. Perfect. It was like, hot. It was I got a sunburn. It was Halloween weekend, Michigan State weekend, oh, like yes. night game, just. Uh, twisted tees absolutely flowing through my veins. Deck oh put on the one of the best shot men performances on stage out of nowhere of my life. Oh, uh, ever you will never repeat no that. No, it, they're not carbonated, so that was my key. Yeah, well, you didn't make Clayton look like shit though. That's that I did. Really that was bad. That was tough. I kind of yeah. stared him down too. What, what was, was the drink that was not carbonated? Twisted, twisted tea. tea. Oh, it was twisted tea. Okay, okay, okay. yeah. There's it's an if low key you would not think it because obviously like pretty sugary, probably the easiest thing to shotgun ever. So do you get the light ones or like a hundred calories? Like I'd rather have that than a seltzer. Like way more flavor, way more filling. Oh yeah, light tea. Oh, this might be too sugary though to kind of like drink all day. Like I feel like I don't know. You'd say way more fiber or something. You eat raisin bran? What kind of statement is that? What do you say? Me? Do you say way more fiber? Way too sugary. No, Tanner, you said wait. You said no. More. I said it was. I said it was like way more fulfilling, like to drink. Oh, yeah. I thought you said more fiber. I was like, all right, we I are looking at the wrong. Way. Like, <laughs> if I'm looking for something to drink, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> got a little bit more fiber. I'm in not it, that so old yet. I'm not. I'm not. Like, old, I'm not picking beverages off of uh, fiber. I don't even know if that's a thing. I, that's what I was wondering. All right, for for the sake of our for the sake of our listeners, I'm gonna wrap this up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot we even said we were done. I, I forgot that we were recording at this at this point. Honestly, this but is incredible content. It's just so us, natural with you guys. You can follow us at BlueBy90 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at BlueBy90 Podcast on YouTube and BlueBy90.com. We appreciate you. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.